Hey, are we live? Are, are we recording? We're doing it live. In, oh, in the shit. cabin, in the woods. Okay. In the woods. Yes. Dolly Sods. We are in the woods. On a mountain. Which mountain? Dolly Sods. All right. Forget which side. We're in a cabin. With Remind electricity. Me. It's spooky. Yeah. We have not yet found the Necronomicon. No, yeah. we found the record player with uh, the Dave Matthews band 12-inch. Mm. <laughs> we played it backwards. And we're pretty sure it summoned a demon. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed you gentlemen have some chilled beverages there. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, yeah. This is a fat tire. Yeah. New Belgium. I'm drinking a, uh, this is stolen cabin beer. This is a Rhine, Rheingeist Hustle Red Lager. Oh, um, you, you actually went for the stuff that was in the fridge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I tried one. Okay. Because um, it's a local? Courageous. We drove by a local brewery. Yeah. Did you guys Since, see Cincinnati. that? Cincinnati. That's not local. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. I don't even like lager, really. But uh, red lager, yeah. yeah. It's doing me all right. It's all right. free. It is free. <laughs> Compliments of it's the tavern. Yeah. I'm not going to replace it. Sorry, man. I don't <laughs> <laughs> so what are you drinking there, Greg? I have the pineapple strawberry Lacroix. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah. I sampled one earlier. I, I pronounced delicious. it properly this time. Mm-hmm. Did we look up and that's the correct pronunciation? When you pronounce it right, you don't say anything. No words actually come out. You just pose, and people know, like, oh, it's oh, LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah. The mood is set. It's like a horror movie. It's like Evil Dead. It's a little chiller than Evil Dead. Mm. Yeah. There's no tension yet. Mm. Yeah. There's Not good yet. lighting, too. It's very good yeah. lighting. Yeah. I, I did duct tape a chainsaw to my hand, but... <laughs> fell off. You haven't tried the cucumber? Fuck no. LaCroix? You should do a shot of it. We should all do a shot of it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> fucking delicious. He likes it. I like yeah. cucumbers. You don't like cucumbers. I don't like you cucumbers. still like the drink, so that bodes well. Yeah. Or maybe it turns out I actually do like cucumbers and I just didn't know. Yeah. Now you know. Wow, this is quite a learning experience. Yeah. This trip has opened your mind to many things. I, I don't know. There's so many good flavors of this mm-hmm. shit, and I feel like they're just making stuff up now. Mm-hmm. To, but they didn't make up cucumbers. There's no way that <laughs> those were those existed <laughs> before the. Uh, oh really? Did how they? how often have you had a drink that contained cucumber in it? Well, there's a Gatorade mm. that has cucumber in it. That uh, apparently it's it? really popular. That sounds like shit. Gatorade. Orange Gatorade is good. <laughs> reviews now about beverages. Yeah, we we do. Our we podcast have podcast is beverage reviews. <laughs> ASMR for people that are thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there licking their lips right now. Do you have some? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doling those out as needed. <laughs> Do you have one that's like a whip? Like a... You can make it more whip. Yeah, make a... <laughs> it still sounds exactly Not quite same. whippish yet, no. No whips for you, man. We're getting further away from a whip. Mm-hmm. Nope. Can the plunk? <laughs> <laughs> it's some Paul Schreiber business there, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> this is why we do this. Oh my god, that's a horrible sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's in my rig. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a robot Paul Schreiber. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Much respect. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to say fail, but yeah. it's failing. It sounds like it's just saying hello, like every time you do it, but just various states of like dying. Is that how you use it? Because like, you process that pretty heavily after it oh, comes yeah. out. Okay. I usually hit it with a lot of CV and use the like slow down glitch stuff. Gotcha. That it has, mm. You know what I mean? To mutilate it. 
<laughs> that's sounds like a Sorry, dinosaur man, fucking yeah. a robot. Yeah. I know we've talked about this in the past, but does he know this is what you're doing to his his creation? I doubt it. Speaking of Paul Schreiber. Oh, because he's going to be somewhere. He, he's going to be at NobCon. That was coming up. Yeah. And he's going to be showing the new uh, E352, is it? 52. You're right. Yeah. Because the 50 was the original um, morphing terrarium. Yes. He's got the 52, which has a CV attenuator. There's a lot more control. The whole beautiful colored display. Is it touchscreen or no? Yeah, I don't think I it's touchscreen, no. But uh, it is a nice display. Yeah, it's got the XY scope shit, um, which people love to do with his module. Um, Definitely a step up than what's on my uh, uh, E951 expander. You know what I mean? That's just like black and white, yeah, tiny. Yeah, little LED. That is not this. It gets the job done, but yeah. But this this also doesn't really have a menu system like the, you know, the 352 does. You know what I mean? Mm. So you actually need to be able to have a nice screen to navigate, and looks like he did a good job with that. Oh, that's yeah, cool. looks beautiful all around. And he's got the wave editor, too, mm. which people are pretty excited about just across the board to uh, make waveforms for stuff. Seems like a pretty nice program. Yeah, I I never had the uh, the 350, but I had the 344, Cloud. yeah, and I like that a lot. And this looks like a mutant of both of those combined, mm -hmm. you know, to the 10th power, along with a display mm. to see what the hell you're doing and like you can you can make a cloud of e350 waveforms now you know what i mean not just right. the the sine waves yeah yeah and the saw waves it looks like a beast yeah looking forward to checking it out because he's got the poly <laughs> version too which he's been cooking on for a while yeah um the four voice one not as exciting to me as the uh fully patched out knobbed out um 352 yeah I, I agree I, the the big one yeah was too big for me yeah. my needs i don't really need poly and it's an expensive and large module mm -hmm. i mean it looks awesome it's yeah. just not something that i felt like i ever needed the 352 i can definitely see getting one of those mm -hmm. you know in black yeah that's the thing because <laughs> i think if you want it in black you got to get it now yeah and I, it's it's like oh that's a trick that's a dirty trick maybe I, the good one if, if he has any for sale at knobcon i might be going home with one yeah maybe we'll see i've been tempted by it i, I want the in-person demo that we've been getting from paul mm -hmm. every for year years. at knobcon with, with every new thing that he has mm -hmm. he always does a hell of a job uh explaining it while making me feel completely inadequate <laughs> <laughs> as a human oh. being and uh, I always go home and buy what he showed me yeah. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Doing it, he's kind of like, as people are freaking out about the status of it, he's kind of like, yeah, whatever. I know <laughs> what I'm doing and I'm making progress and here it is. And it's like, uh, it's kind of cool to see a lot of the haters being just shut down by mm -hmm. Paul being like pretty damn consistent with what he's doing. He comes out of nowhere with these things and it's just like, there's nothing else like that on the market. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like all these people pop up on Muff Wiggler and they're trying to tell him what he needs to be doing with yeah. this module. It's like, what are you, what are you comparing this to? There's nothing else that exists. Like this is, he's the one inventing this shit. Just let yeah. him do his thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so speaking of Knobcon, yes, yeah. the, uh, list of, uh, people presenting or whatever, uh, the list came out yesterday. Oh, was there any surprises? Uh, there was a few. Um, wait, are we on the list? Yeah. We are. Cause we have a table. We're presenting. Shit. Right down there, Sysx dumpster. Wow. 
Wow. We're fucking famous. This is we have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Noise engineering is listed as presenting. Which to my knowledge he's never done before. No. We've always just played with the noise engineering stuff and other people's racks there. Yeah. I think usually along with uh what, I thought it was one of the time. places that was selling stuff. Yeah, Foxtone. I yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, noise engineering's on there. That's the first, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be cool. Industrial Music Electronics will be back. New jams that he's bringing. Oh, yeah. He's got at least three that mm-hmm. he's been kind of teasing, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> oh, wait. Uh, three modules? Argos or Bleak yeah. and yeah. a few others, yeah. Argos Bleak. What, is, uh, what does it actually do? No fucking clue. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I just, the videos that he's posted, it sounds cool. Uh, <laughs> finally get to check it out, I guess, in yeah. person. Moog. Moog. They've been in there in the past, though, haven't they? Yeah. I never paid a bit of they attention. They had that whole corner. Yeah. They, in the hotel that one year. Yeah. I forget. I mean, we Did didn't they? go pay attention. It was on the second floor, like at the top of the stairs. It was the second to last hotel. I thought usually yeah. just people brought no, Moog was, stuff in. No, yeah, they had they, like signs and shit. Yeah, huh. they were there... Uh, Shows how much I pay attention. I, that's, I mean, there were a lot of people there, and they were fired up for it. Yeah, because they had all those, like... They had, they had everything oh. that they make, like all those sub thirty seven. Sub thirty seven looks rad. It's just not something I'm gonna buy. Got the CV outs, like it looks yeah. really like it integrates very well with a modular, which it should. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, Electron, maybe showing off their Mark II previews. I don't even want to see the Mark II. It's just I'm gonna want it. Yeah. I know I want it. Yeah, it's like already a done deal. I honestly want to check out Heat. In person. Oh yeah. I'm curious. Curious. What do you think? What do you, where do you think the surprise is going to be? It's either going to sound better than I imagine, mm-hmm. or sound exactly as I imagine. Okay. <laughs> It'd be good to find out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I haven't gotten one yet because I just don't see how it's going to stand out over any other like distortion pedal out there yeah. that costs half the price, yeah. or an old analog mixer that costs like one eighth the price. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. I know uh, Surichai used it quite a bit, it seems. Yeah, um, he, he I see him using it in some Instagram videos, but at the same time, he's also running that same sound source through like multiple other distortion right. paths before it hits like the, the electromechanical. Right. Um, yeah. And he's always slamming everything with that uh, L1 stereo compressor, and I know that thing sounds amazing. So right. It's, it's hard to tell <clears throat> how much of that nice-sounding compressed distortion is coming from heat mm-hmm. or right. from other sources you know or that's basically what i want to find out is how brutal right, can right. this thing get can it be as brutal as a or more brutal than like an old fucking mackie mixer right you, you yeah, know what i mean yeah. if you can reach that level of nastiness and still keep the noise floor low then i'm interested you yeah, know what i mean yeah. but if otherwise if it sounds like the same then why bother right you know you can get an old mixer for fucking 75 bucks yeah instead what's of 700 but what's the um the white version of it that's like it's drive is that it like just it, called drive or something yeah, like that because i see uh like uh guitar magazines and guitar people seem to like it gets like huge awesome ratings but that doesn't mean much for us the, you know the, the main difference with that thing is you have no preset saving you have no envelope follower and no stereo out and it's no overbridge no usb right it's, it's just, just like, like straightforward it's, it's just so straight it's a pedal, pedal. Yeah. it's just yeah. a pedal yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. which is kind of more appealing to me you yeah. know it's yeah. a little right. smaller less expensive and it's just doing what it's supposed to be doing that's distorting shit which is all i would be using it for i, I hope they have a rhythm sitting there 
to hook right. up into a heat because yeah, then right. we'll be able to like we right, know what exactly. that sounds like that's that's basically what i want to do or mm-hmm. a machine drum you know just right or just drag just your just a straight up drum machine through it to see what i can do with it or just drag your rig over there yeah and just sit it down just and go plug it in listen <laughs> there's a good chance i'm gonna walk away with this let me plug this in and see see what it does taking it for a test drive yeah. oh, i was gonna bring my video shit to the to not oh, you fucking should that's, that's a good awesome. idea how about like how would you present it? Would you bring the, the, the Commodore monitor or like... Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. That's a great idea. If we have space for it. I, I think we do. Cross my mind. Yeah. yeah. But well, that's cool. Probably have to seatbelt it in because that, that thing's old and heavy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I figured I'd do that. We'll wheel down one of the uh, TVs from our hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Zeta Ohm's on there. Oh yeah, get to, play, be, uh, get to play with the working Fluxus one this time. Yeah, not just Little. look at the prototype. Will you guys have them by then? Is that, is, or uh, is that it, it doesn't look mm, like it. No. no, I think they're going to be shipping out. I think late August now. Is that oh, the, even, I think it's like more September, October. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm still. I'm wildly looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super excited. Maybe use it as a replacement for some of the variegate and voltage block yeah. for a live situation. I'm very excited for you guys to get them, so that I can play with them. Mm-hmm. It seems like an amazing machine. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he's uh, in releasable format, like pretty okay. much at any point. I know mean, he's just he added like swing per channel, um, a few other things that he said he wanted mm-hmm. to add, but wasn't thinking they were going to be in the initial release. But now he just has more time. Is WMD going to be there? Not on the list. Oh, that's a bummer. They usually are the ones who uh, yeah. demo some other stuff from other people. They're just sick of people asking about the the Geiger. Not not the Geiger. The uh, Gamma Wave. Gamma, Gamma Wave. wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his proof that the Omni mods exist. Where he also had a picture of here's the Geiger Counter Pro pedal that nobody's seen until now. Mm. Keep keep in mind that this is not the finalized list. Oh well, hopefully they jump on it. Yeah, so. yeah. I think they've been there every year we've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there isn't too much like the too much more that i can think of at knobcon that i'm really looking forward to see that i know right now it was engineering it was engineering yeah the uh, presido or yeah. however you pronounce it um that seems want to put some time in with that yeah. i might not actually be able to fit it i don't know because i got that uh the the 4ms sampler coming oh, right, oh, that's, yeah that's pretty big. ship out next week i think and it's pretty big, so I'm yeah. gonna have to rearrange some shit. So I'm curious, what do you want to do, like with the four milliseconds one? Aside from just general like uh, carnage and stuff, are you like thinking drum duties, both everything? Both. Uh, in yeah. my head, I already have a couple ideas to make full banks of like, you know, drum hits. But on the other hand, nice. I want to dedicate several banks to just live looping. I was reading the manual, like you can have each sound immediately loop when it ends. Like you can, I forget what it is, but you like hold down two buttons and it'll either go from one shot to loop mode. Mm-hmm. So you can toggle between the two, but it also every sample, there's a dedicated end out not, or uh, jack. Mm-hmm. So when the sound clip ends, it'll generate a gate. So essentially you can have it generate the start every time it ends. Yeah. So you could like fuck with this, you know, the, the start and end times and every time mm-hmm. it ends trigger itself over and over again so you could do some really weird nice. you know yeah, granular yeah. type stuff does mm-hmm. it also have like gate play like you send it a gate it only play that long I don't know that's a good question yeah, good question good question so you could have it if you have it in loop mode you could have it playing in a loop only as long as it's receiving a gate yeah yeah something yeah, like I that I get what you're saying that would be cool no idea if it can do yeah. that yet though yeah, I'm excited for it, mainly because, I don't know, I bounce out a lot of the stuff, 
that I make in the modular as, you know, chunks, and mm -hmm. then I drop them into slicers and mm -hmm. loopers and shit in my DAW, but it'd be nice to not have to bounce it out and be able to manipulate mm, chunks yeah. of my audio within the modular, you know, realm in real time. I'd like to be able to use that for performance also. I already have some ideas. Are you imagining actually like recording yourself, like using it like a looper pedal type of thing? Mm -hmm. no, that's exactly. a cool idea. Like starting from a blank slate, yep. record, add new stuff to it, and then... Exactly. That's a cool idea too because like, I, I starting to click now when you're talking about like now you can use those modules for something else. Mm -hmm. So you can repatch on the fly and go, okay. Yeah, right. start, or yeah. you don't even have to... Re not, you don't even have to take it that far. Like you don't have to necessarily repatch it, but if you have, you can just all of a sudden change the parameters. Yeah, yeah and you'll still yeah. have this sound here, and now you can either layer it with that or bounce out a new chunk. You know, what I mean, I don't know. I have yeah. some ideas whether or not I'll actually be able to apply these ideas. I don't no, know. it's a cool idea though. It's just yeah. me patching yeah. in my head. You know, that's what people do with the octa track a lot. We were talking about the last episodes that looper thing that's kind of elusive. Exactly. And that sounds like it might be a quicker path that's like less exactly. of an octa track to get there, which would be rad. Yeah. <laughs> no time stretching or anything like that like you would mm -hmm. get in an octo but yeah it's still similar in that way i i do hope that someone eventually if not with the 4ms and some other easy looper uh will have like time stretching enabled yeah that would yeah. be very nice uh, i'm trying to think of what can do that in the module right now i don't, think, is I don't even anything? know if the 301 can do it i think it was mentioned like it'll be added at some point in the 301 i don't know if it's there currently but yeah, because the hack right now is you take the saw wave or saw wave into it and then just kind of have it um, move the start point and then have it kind of shift through it. And people were doing like pseudo okay. time stretching that's, that actually sounds right. like. But yeah, that's close. what I used to do on the time safari. Exactly. Okay. You got to patch it still. Yeah. It's not so just like offline, right. so real time. That's no fun because no. you want to be able to CV the endpoints and the start points while having something time stretched. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's where the. That's where the good good is. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> That's where you start getting into some crazy fuck shit up manipulation. We're just not close enough yet to battery in a module. But no. <laughs> keep waiting for it. This is, they're actually, uh, he's working on the drum rack portion of this, of the 301, which seems like it'll be like battery-esque, but still no time stretch. Roland. Oh, the yeah. boutique. The boutique. Boutique. Are we, are we saying that correct? Yeah, boutique or so. boutique, boutique, boutique. So they got the TR08, which is the 808 clone, which is kind of inevitable given that they they did the 909. They got the 101 in the different colors. The 101, I'd like to give that a shot, maybe. The the boutique things they already like in my mind make me want to go left. You know, it's like, oh, mm. everybody's gonna get these. Don't do that. Mm. Do something yeah. else. Yeah, that's like my gut feeling with them. We're gonna hear that sound a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, coming up here soon. Again, just like we talked about last year around this time when they debuted the nine hundred nine and shit. Mm. It's like, why bring it back if you're not really offering anything new with it? I mean, I know it has a few new tricks up its sleeve, but it. Still, like, in like what, 20 years at least? Oh, dude, yeah, 30? Like, 808 was 1980, the 909 was 1983. And in 30 years, you can't come up with anything more than just say, like, oh, it can do poly now and shit. It's like, come on. It's like, why just make something to be a throwback? Because it is. They know people. Yeah. People want that. I mean, people we talked about this exact thing last year and yeah, had, came to the same conclusion. Mind. I read this review of it. I'll say, you know, they're powered off like USB plugs. Mm. And, uh, the guy's main complaint was if you power it off a USB, there's like an inevitable 60 cycle hum that comes into it that you can only fix by powering with batteries. 
and they last all of like an hour and a half or two hours on the batteries or something like Holy that. Shit. And this dude is talking about, yeah, when I take it to the club, it sounds amazing, but I have to put batteries in right before I play it to get out of this 60, like hurts. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, that's what, that's what his review. Otherwise, he's like, oh, it sounds great. Like it sounds like uh, better than the TR8 does, but there's like, why did they power it that way? So they don't have another power option. It's only USB or battery. Yeah, it's like a little USB. You can put like a wall wart. I don't think so. That's just stupid. That's yeah, seriously. I read that and it was like, oh, <laughs> never. I don't get it. They're cute. Even Derek Basic you're, was like, all oh, these things are fucking cute. Yeah, they're adorable. But at that point, you're just selling nostalgia and aesthetic. They're doubling down on the cute, too, because they've got that little, do you see the little keyboard you can get? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything about it is just like, I've got a nephew who's, in, who's into music. I'm going to get him this cute little keyboard. Like mm-hmm. It's that level mm-hmm. of adorableness. I'm sure you can buy them this Christmas at fucking, what's the fucking store? Go, guitar Center. Not Guitar Center, that place that sells hipster record Oh, uh, Urban Outfitter? Thank yes. you. I, oh, I guarantee. Oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be sitting right next to your fucking mustache toaster and all this other cheese yeah. ball <laughs> shit. And it's like, yeah. come on. We're it's talking about a fucking legendary machine here. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> reduced to novelty. Yeah. yeah. That they, like, exactly. Reduced to something you can get at fucking Spencer's Gifts now. It's yeah. like, fuck's sake. Come on. They always try to attack it at this angle, but it's like, why can't you just do what worked first time again mm-hmm. and just call it fucking done? Yeah. Because people were, that was the one, the review where the guy said it had the hum. Was, he also mentioned like, in the original, the knob spanned the width of everything on the machine. If mm. they would have moved it even like a few centimeters over, this thing wouldn't be painful to like. He's like, he even said, like, I guarantee if you use it live, you're going to fuck up these knobs like I have when you're doing a sweep, like, on yeah, something you, in the middle of a you set. You can't go to town on the knobs. You yeah, can't, you can't you know, do tweak it. it out. You're yeah. going to fuck them up. Like, how do you not take your own legacy? Serious. They fucked it up so bad in the 90s, and it's like, oh, you're going to recover? No. There you are. The TR8 was such a promising start. Yeah. You uh, still have one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same here. It's a great little machine. It's lacking many things, mm. but I, it's fun to tweak out on. Yeah. Interface is nice. Feels stable. Sequencer's shit, but it's whatever. You can jump through patterns on it and shit and, mm-hmm. you know, hook up a MIDI controller to it and make up for that, I guess. You know, I mean, that's how I've gotten by. I always felt like that was the, the start, not like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Right, right. Nailed you it. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, this is a good start. I can't wait to see what they do next while paying respects to the older devices. And this is what they come up with, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. It's Japan, too. Like, they have... uh there's limited space, so they want to sell devices that people in Japan could have all of them in a reasonable amount yeah. of space without having our, you know, we have huge houses compared to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's part cultural. It's part that they, you know, miniaturization has always been, what is it, the super deformed SD yeah, versions yeah. of things have always, that's like a cultural phenomenon. So they kind of made like the SD version of like the big boys. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, just take it that extra step. And this thing, Behringer immediately put up their picture of their 101 clone, mm-hmm. which has full-size guitar, everything. Yeah, it's like M101 or something yeah. like that. And it looks like, it's a kind of crappy picture of someone holding a guitar, but it looks like it's... That's what a 101 should be, though. Thing. Yeah, like, I had the guitar attachments for mine. Mm-hmm. Never once used it like a guitar, but I was just excited to have yeah. that you know, attachment and the original strap and everything. I was right. like, you know. So you felt like the the drawing on the side. Yeah. Of the box. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 That thing was, oh, it was 
meant to. I mean, that's the only one on one I've really spent time with, and that's the one. Where it was, was like, meant, oh, except for the fact some Jagoff left the fucking batteries in and yep. <laughs> melted yeah. the inside. And that's I'm sure we can look forward to people doing the same thing with these ones now. If you have to put fucking batteries in yep. just to not get a hum. But yeah, 101, man, that's, that's a hell of a machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it bums me out that they're doing it, doing doing it dirty, dirty, man. Yeah. Doing I don't know. Dirty. I don't know if the 101 is as dirty. Like, I'm fine with the 101. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's the 808 and the other ones that, like, the 101 looks usable. They even made the sliders bigger because that's the, the Jupiter 8 version. The sliders, it's like a centimeter of slider travel. Oh, wait, seriously. For real. For oh, real. Wow. Have you ever, like, I've played with one at pianos and stuff and mm. it was like, fuck this is not usable the juno had like fuller sliders but mm-hmm. they really had to jam it in for the jupiter one and yeah. it's like ah. but the even the create digital music review of the 101 it's like oh they extended the slider so mm-hmm. it's like full range they did like a nice paint job like it's not wobbly like the other ones so they're like iterating on that concept the 101 one looks interesting mm-hmm. to me i i would have to play with it dude i'd yeah. have to hear yeah, it yeah. and i'd just have to play it you know mm-hmm. that was the thing with the 101 is that the interface was perfect right i love the fucking slider like i like sliders in general yeah. you know what i mean and the 101 sliders i felt felt great you could find the sweet spots like i it was I, all sweet spots you know exactly and i felt like i could dial in the ones that i wanted with my fucking eyes closed like you just you knew where it was on that yeah. slider you know what i mean like you fill it out real quick it was like pounding on a like multi-band eq you know what yeah. i mean like you just know where the fuck you're going you don't even have to hear it yet and you just know what you're dialing in type of thing I, I don't know how you're gonna be able to do that on a tiny little thing like that i feel like you're gonna be overshooting your sweet spots you know what i mean trying uh, to dial in these little fucking yeah. sliders and stuff that's with the know. jupiter 8 one that was like oh you can't even this is not usable to me and that's when people were like oh you can use it with an external CCs or something, but exactly. you defeated yeah, the purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do any that with anything. Yep. Make it uh, the size of a fucking calculator. <laughs> hook up a fucking yeah. MIDI box to it. Have it just be a sound brain at that point. Yeah. yeah. Hooking uh, up a MIDI control, you've admitted defeat at that point. <laughs> like that, it doesn't work for you. The the nine hundred nine's been out for like a year. Has it sold well? I don't think. I feel, feel like I've seen a lot of like live setups that included it. When it was released, no one shut the fuck up about it. Right, like, right. It was so much chatter about it. And now, yeah, I don't really see much happening with them. The I, only, don't, uh, I Paul don't know Birkin, anyone that owns one. Techno dude, Paul Birkin. But even then, I think he changed all the knobs on it. Oh, yeah. The 909 to have, like, smaller knob caps so we could actually use the freaking thing mm-hmm. live. But now it looks like he has a Digitact instead of that. Mm-hmm. So but There's also the hidden SP404 update, non-update. So they released an SP404A alongside all of this stuff, which has the IRA colors, and they sell it. There's also a TR8 update so that you can trigger the SP404 from the TR8, um, except like they kind of sell it as though it's something you can do that already with the existing SP404. All they've done is put the new colors on it, mm. and they added a TR8 update so you can trigger it just like anything else could trigger via MIDI. Mm-hmm. So they've repainted the 404, added no features to it at all, and they're selling it as the IRA version of it. Oh, they nice. make it seem like it can only do this shit with the TR8, whereas... Well, you need it to match your trigger. other IRA products. Yeah. It seems like an odd split within the company. Like these halfway there cute ones that look like the real thing versus yeah. you're like, you couldn't make these fucking uglier <laughs> IRA versions of things where it's like really the Matrix aesthetic is really like they're locked into it. Green and black. Yeah. I, I can't deny I kind of like it. 
Oh, you do? I, I like it. Uh, it. It makes me like nostalgic for the '90s, dude. <laughs> oh, good. Like if, if I was like a 13 yeah. year old and I walked into the Guitar Center in like you know 1995 or whatever, and I saw a TR8 sitting there glowing green and black, dude, I would have pissed my pants for that. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I'll I, admit to that too. <laughs> to me, they could have tapped into the modders market where like just make me sell me something where i can make the trim black or like oh, make yeah. it any color they could have wish i could modify it yes yeah they could have made a ton of money I've just seen selling some good mods, mods. like i you ever see the the 808 mod yeah. for the tr yeah that looks nice i can't deny that but the default skins and shit too i, I kind of dig i don't know why it's not like the original 808 was eye candy to begin with or anything oh to me that's like yeah like the originals especially the 909 and the 808 it's like that to me that shit is like that's alien shit like really truly like i don't know how you made that <laughs> and that's that one engineer um same engineer that made like the 303 808 909 mm. like that dude's on another planet <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the 808 like, always looked like an eight track player to me oh, oh yeah yeah it's like, <laughs> the, the look of it has never appealed to me but the, the 909 i always kind of looked i, I like that because it just looks like something from a sci-fi mm-hmm. movie yeah you know yeah to me they're like pure but, just so 80s like it's like yeah oh, it's like real shadow run to me like it's that yeah. whole thing of like like that's your deck but yeah that being said that backlit sliders that's brilliant like yeah. for using it live or yeah. having it in a studio like they, oh, yeah the ui enhancements that they put into that and the knob spacing it's like so usable yep. and it's like why does yeah. it you guys got to get together and like make like <laughs> seriously. Don't you see that gap? There's like, a middle ground between those two. That, yeah. yeah, the TR8. Yeah, it'll take up a chunk of desk space, but mm-hmm. but it should sliders you for know, every voice, well spaced. You know, everything just jives. It's a nice interface yeah. all around. Yeah, I wish that I like. I was hoping, like you said, like that seems like a good start. Like take that interface and keep like they kind of did shoehorn some other models into it, I guess. Uh, the 606 and mm-hmm. 727, 707 stuff. You I know, agree. Like something, yeah, Mr. D kind of like, that's almost like the other end where it's like, oh, this is patched out. This is like analog. Like there's like an interesting middle ground in there. To like if Roland could take that further, like individual outs that aren't kind of crazy to assign and configure. Yeah. Trigger inputs. That'd be cool. I would love trigger inputs and trigger outputs. Yeah, what's actually on the back? Like what are, what are the uh, ins and outs on that? On I, the TR8? Yeah. Uh, you got two like A B outputs, yeah, and then you like, got your main stereo out. You can fire call, right? You can assign, yeah. You yeah. can assign the voices to the other A B out, so you can but configure the, it to be like rimshot always come out of this you, one. You can, but you the thing that annoys me with it is you can't do it live. You no. have to restart the machine. Yeah. Holy shit! To do a dedicated output on any voice, because that would be really cool to be able to just do that on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Which eight oh eight nine oh nine? It's like everything's there, you know, yeah. meant to hook up to a mixer live, and I find it really hard you to believe that's a technical. You have to turn the technical... machine off, hold the key code sequence, boot it up, tell it which channel you want, or which track I should say to go out, which channel A or B or main. I've never even used it because I'm like, no, I just use the stereo I, out. I have just to route things through different distortion and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But like every time I do it, I'm like, well, fuck. Now I want this channel to go through there too, and this and that, and like you have to turn it off and go through the whole process and it's just not very speedy process it's right. kind of yeah. cumbersome do you feel like there was like wasted real estate back there that they could have had more trigger in trigger out all the stuff there's room guys... there's some space yeah they probably like... didn't want to it's probably diminishing returns from a product development standpoint they're gotcha. like 90 percent of people are just going to bang stuff out of the stereo yeah. out so we're not going to put in the effort to add all these other jacks but 
TB3 I still have. You don't have the not TB3 anymore, do you? Yeah, that's um that's good be- for as a baseline machine. It's got some that's got some secrets in it too. Mm. It's all about the alternate waveforms. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even I don't Wait, you know, know you're being recorded, were... right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that that secret away. All right. That's fine. Yeah, I don't even know if those were implemented yet when I had one. I can't remember. It was a very very early version of the OS, just like the TR8 when I first had it didn't have any of those other things it just had the 908 and the 808 right that was it and then when i found out they released like all this other stuff like a year or so later i, I bought it again they're like 100 waveforms and you have to like know which where the mm. square and the saw are otherwise you're at their super saws there are all mm. sorts of other emulations of different wave <laughs> So the stars at night are big and bright. Where? Deep in the heart of West Virginia. Oh. You see what I did there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, sl- I switched Lizzo. it around. So plonk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got a, got a plonk. Yeah. We were hearing some demos of it earlier. It sounded great. Do you think so, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now you're making me second guess it. Hmm. Think about it. No, I, I'm pretty happy with the sound of it overall. Yeah. I... I think it's too early to say if I feel like it sounds great just yet, though. Can you make it great? <laughs> Sell me on it not being great. Um, it has a lot of different models and a lot of different presets, but I feel like a lot of sounds out of it overall sound the same, like, tonally. I feel like almost everything I... And I've only messed with it for, like, four days now, but I feel like the majority of I get out of it, it all sounds like different variations of the same preset. Even though it's not, even if I completely, you know, wipe everything out, initiate preset and start from scratch, I feel like a lot of things that come out of it sound like plonk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just that I, th- I thought I would get a little more variety of different sounding things out of it. It's really funny you say that, though, because I had the exact opposite reaction whenever you started playing me. Really? Some of that stuff. I was like, I can't believe that's coming out of that. That's even better than I thought it was going to like okay. or like hope for. Cool. The bass sound surprised me. I was like, oh, it, yeah. I it, it is good at bass. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like sub bass. And I don't think I was expecting that. I, I thought it would be better for more higher toned metallic percussion mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. like string like things. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't expecting it to be like a mutant bass drum. It, it's definitely got some really nice definition on low end. You know what I mean? Like it even has some sub bass presets. And uh, some of the presets that I've made already were based on variations of the those ones. You know what I mean? Because it just does it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my head, I'm, I'm like comparing it to elements. You know, I don't know. There's not too much out there that does physical modeling. Right. In, yeah. in your, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you got that's what you got. You know what I mean? You got your elements. You got your plonk now. Uh, Braids has some um, rings. Yeah. Different rings also. Like yeah. But that's mostly resonation stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like for for weird percussive stuff, it's pretty limited, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So I I feel like we have to compare the two. You get more out of elements, I feel Mm -hmm. like, that sounded different from each other. I I feel like elements, it was kind of like a set it and forget it type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like you would dial in your sound, get it to where you want, and then you could hit it with, you know, a variety of different modulations. But you would just be working with that sound. Whereas with Plonk, you can even cycle, you know, different yeah, presets, yeah. and you can morph things. So you can jump from different types of sounds 
way way faster than you could ever do with elements mm-hmm. even if you knew all the sweet spots that you wanted to dial in you know what i mean yeah. or, or sequence so it, it's definitely a faster workflow than elements for sure and it's definitely a smaller mm-hmm. footprint but uh yeah i don't know I, I i like it i'm just waiting to be like i'm waiting to hit that spot where it like really blows my mind you know what yeah. I mean? there we go I love how wimpy that is. It's just like, <laughs> I can barely do it. What is that? Is that the BIA doing that? Yeah. Yep. Your voice sounds so wimpy. Ah. <coughs> Anywho. <laughs> Wait, do you want to explain for our, uh, for our listeners what you're doing there? I was hitting the Bessimilis Iteritus altar, hitting the trigger thing. <laughs> Oh my god. Where's that nice like 8-bit tone yeah. coming from? I think that is cuz the attack isn't. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Which I rarely normally it's set at noon just so I don't hear that that 8-bit noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm modulating. That's the ornament and crime is doing its thing on it too. We've got quadrature ascending four LFOs into mm. for the inputs on there. So, Nick, you got a new fancy toy also. Oh, yeah. We've got the ER301, which I'm, like, at this point, comfortable enough to talk about it. I've likened it to the Octatrack, but it's really more like a chain of things in Ableton. Um, but you can kind of nest those, too. And you could take any of those points of control and send CV to it. And the, that's the cool thing. The thing I really like is that you can take one modulation source, send it to one of the... 12 inputs which is pretty generous and then it's bipolar modulation to target anything you want so you can have one cv change like 60 parameters at the same time if you want with different amounts and levels and offsets for each one so they're like it's got two screens right two leds the second one that's where you end up assigning like cv coming in so you have 12 inputs and you can route any of those 12 pretty much anywhere yeah anywhere and you can take any one of them it's like one to many not just like one to one so mm-hmm. you can take any of those uh targets so it's really like it's plenty of control um you can actually i think it's cool because like the dude like he labels like the frequency ranges and everything for all the io right here because you can do audio with these too but it's just limited and it's not the bandwidth of the actual true audio inputs which sound fucking good like uh the recordings are awesome it's got a six track recorder built in so you can do like um four inputs recording but you can also do uh just uh, monitor everything that's going on while you're recording too it's one of the nice things is like you can you can have something just always recording everything that you're doing on the module and still have four channels of recording stuff so it's like just a record of what's going on which is really cool because even with a daw you can't really do that if you hit you know, certain things in Ableton, if you stop it, it stops recording. But this is, like, constantly recording everything that you're doing, which is really nice. The resampling, it's rad. Um, there's a learning curve to it. But even I thought the Octatrack was harder to learn. Honestly, that thing took me, like, a half year or a year to get used to. And this is, like, I haven't even put too much time into it. But once you get the general flow, the hardest thing is just knowing, like, when to nest an envelope or, like, how to get to these screens. And then when you get into it, he's, like, all these nice shortcuts like there's a home button that just goes up there's an up button that goes up in the chain um home button double hit it takes you back to the start he's added a screenshot feature um so you can like share 
kind of your patches or things that are going on, which is kind of nice. There aren't like there's a low pass filter right now. There's no high pass. There's no band, mm. but he knows it's on the roadmap. Like I've got to add a lot more of these basics. And he really, he wants, I think just a plug in framework so that other people can do that stuff. Like I think we mentioned before. So you can record up four things at once. Mm-hmm. How many can you play at once? Oh, a four. Okay. Yeah. So like four in, four out type thing. Yeah. So you've got these um these buttons over here, they correspond. You can link these to be stereo too. It's actually so uh, like two stereo pair. Yeah, gotcha. you can do two stereo pair. You can do an individual mono, and it's flexible. You can do the mono here, the mono here, and then stereo in the middle. It's got some depth to it for sure. There are lots of parts that I haven't really gotten to. One one time we did a, a Prometheus Burning show in Philly, and I had ordered that circuit bent uh, Kawhi drum machine oh yeah yeah and uh it got shipped like way later than i wanted to like originally i wanted to use that live and then the day that we were leaving for philly it <laughs> fucking shows up at the door i didn't even open the box i just threw it in the car with the rest of the gear <laughs> and i spent an hour and a half in sound check just fucking with it and i was like trying to figure out where i could incorporate it so i did i just figured out a few spots in the set where like i could just improvise with it nice. i had That's no idea what i was gonna, awesome. and it, yeah and it was circuit bent on top of that so i was like this thing's just gonna shit itself live <laughs> but uh i was like fuck it i'm gonna try it and yeah it worked out all right uh, oh, I did that with the Digitac to that last set. I was like, yeah. had it a oh, week. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I was surprised uh, to see it out on, on your table live. I was I, like, okay. I right. took it out at one point when I was practicing on the table at home. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is like, it's a lot to manage. I even mentioned previous podcasts, like two drum machines. Like, uh, you're going to do this? But yeah, <laughs> it, it worked out well enough. Like, uh, I like it together with the rhythm. I think they complement nicely. It, it really seems like it would complement any other electron box yeah. like really well drum you know hitting the machine mm-hmm. drum with the midi tracks totally. with, the, with the probabilistic stuff built in there now you know like that's a good idea fuck that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about that when i was looking at that machine drum that popped up for sale mm-hmm. real cheap and i was like oh man i was like i could probably sequence that with a digitac and that just the two of those alone would probably be a solid live set you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. maybe a synth box on top mm-hmm. of it you know for your you know, more synth line atmospheric stuff. But uh, the the one thing I was thinking of, though, that would be a bad limitation is that you have more voices on the machine drum than you do MIDI tracks on the digi. This is true. So you would be hard limited there. Mm-hmm. Still, hey, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty a fair generous, amount. Yeah, yeah, but it's just the fact that you wouldn't be able to utilize every voice on there. That was the one limitation that popped into my head. But other than that, it seemed like it would be a cool combo. 